What's up, Kosova? This is Coach Q. I'm your host for the upcoming podcast called Never the Right Time. We are on on every Tuesdays, 11.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. 103.5, 105.5 Urban FM. We're going to be talking all things around health, fitness, lifestyle. Please check us out. Here's a quick shout out to our sponsors, Five Star Fitness and Onze Recovery. Five Star Fitness goes without saying we need to be active nowadays. It's a must. And to help with this, Five Star Fitness, with locations across the country, has established itself as the place to pursue your fitness goals. Now, Onze Recovery, let's talk about stress from daily life, leaving us depleted in need of that reboot. Onza Recovery offers different types of therapies to help you recover from the daily stresses, especially when we are limited with time. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Urban FM 103.5 or 105.5 FM. This is your host of the show Never the Right Time. My name is Kita Klinger, and I'd like to introduce myself. So first name is a Japanese name. The last name is a Swiss-German name. Some of the questions that I get asked in Pristina, and you might guess some of these, are who am I, what do I do, why do I do it, where do I come from? So I'm going to try to answer these questions as I introduce myself. So what do I do? The short answer is I'm a personal trainer. Why do I do it? It's something that I enjoy, movement, sports. It's something I grew up with and I've been doing all my life practically. And where do I do it? In Pristina, uh, currently at our, in Peyton, or Arberia rather, sorry, uh, at the five-star gym. So some of you might recognize me, especially if you go to that gym. Um, already, I have come to realize that Pristina is quite a small uh, community, or it's almost like one big family, let's say. Now, in terms of where I come from, so I was born in Switzerland in the canton or town called Schwitz. So those familiar with Switzerland, it is very much the heart of Switzerland. And probably if I go there, well, I haven't been back since I was born, actually. But um, people probably wouldn't uh, think I'm actually born there for the obvious reasons. But my father is Swiss. My mother is Japanese. So I come from a biracial household, uh, multicultural, if you can call it that. Um, and I've lived mostly across a few countries, Japan, the U.S., and Switzerland. So growing up with a father from Europe and a mother from Asia is very interesting. I think I was fortunate to be exposed to different things, certainly different cultures, different languages, different foods. And that has naturally, I think, inspired me to be curious, to explore um, to interact, uh, to seek out different things. For the most part of my youth, um, so after being born in Switzerland, I have spent in Yokohama, which is a city just outside of Tokyo. Pretty big city, actually. It's like four to five million people. Um, and in terms of what it's known for, just to kind of uh, give you guys an idea 
For example, the headquarters of Nissan, the car manufacturer is there. Uh, if you do like to enjoy Japanese beer, Kirin beer is from there as well.、Um, and it's actually one of the、uh, city, well, it's the city when、uh, Japan came out of isolation where Commodore Perry came in with his big black ship and Japan was then kind of opened up to the world. The year, I do not remember, so my history teacher is probably upset at me.、Um, but, anyways, so. Growing up in Yokohama, I went to an international school. This was roughly from the ages of seven to 18. So, again, from an international school,、um, almost started to become, let's say,、um, a product of a, of a third or third culture. So, there I was exposed to different countries, people from different countries, different languages. And I think that fueled also the curiosity to kind of like explore what is outside of Yokohama and certainly Japan as well. And again, I think being, well, I'm pretty certain actually that being from、uh, Switzerland and Japan, I've been very fortunate to have that opportunity. So throughout my youth, I have also been exposed to different sports. Um, certainly, a lot of team sports as well as individual, but more so、uh, different ball sports. So, growing up,、um, football or soccer、uh, was the sport that I absolutely loved.、Um, it was something that I really took seriously, spent a ton of time.、Um, and I think, like a lot of、uh, kids these days,、um, you know, I, I wanted to be a footballer. So, that kind of.、Um, Led me to start playing for a number of teams.、Um, and when I came to the point of graduating high school, I had the opportunity to、uh, go to school in the US. And part of this, so I went to a university called Lehigh University. It's a small school based in the East Coast in the state of Pennsylvania,、um, roughly maybe an hour outside of Philadelphia, an hour and a half. And I chose that school because it had a、um, program of Division I sports. And so, if、um, you're familiar with US、uh, sports, there are different divisions. So, the big schools are usually Division I schools, and then you have all the way down to Division III. And being a bit maybe arrogant or naive, actually, like I just thought, okay, I want to play for a Division I、uh, university team. So, when I、uh, got accepted to this school as well,、um, you know, I tried to, I went to the athletic department and asked if I could play for the team. <laughs> the, the, I still remember to this day the ladies at the counter or of the athletic department. And bear in mind, I,、um, going back, so the school that I went to in Yokohama was called the Yokohama International School. Shout out、uh, to them. It was a very small school. So my graduating class was 25 kids. I hope I'm not、uh, missing out anyone. But, anyways, and then moving to、uh, Lehigh University, this school was the undergraduate. So for、uh, the bachelor program, it was roughly 5,000. So You know, coming、uh, from a, a class of 25 to be into a class of over a thousand kids is a bit overwhelming. And then also going to a building that was just dedicated to the athletics,、um, 
it was also uh, an experience. But these ladies looked at me at the reception, and they thought I was just lost. They thought I just wanted to play soccer,、um, you know, like people do on on a Sunday afternoon. But when I explained that I wanted to play for the team,、um, one was、uh, kind enough to say that there were tryouts for the actual team. So long story short, I, I went to the tryouts.、Um, again, I was amazed that in, in American universities, like they have different campuses, and this、uh, school they had an athletic campus, athletic campus where you know different teams would play the sports. So I took one of these yellow iconic school buses. Not knowing where exactly I was going, but I arrived at the football field.、Um, I introduced myself. I went through a number of tests, and I made the team. Well, obviously, I have to, you know, throw that in there. But、um, it was, yeah, it was a, a crazy experience to kind of play Division One sports. I didn't get much playing time, and、um, I didn't last all four years、uh, at the university. I did get cut, <laughs> unfortunately, but. Um, to be on a team where everything was sponsored by Nike, for example, where you even had a photo shoot for the team calendar that was a Nike calendar,、um, it was yeah, it was it was a crazy experience. And so, football played a huge part of my life. It was something that I identified with.、Um, and when I no longer continued that. It left a bit of a hole in me, so it was kind of like, okay, I, I used to spend so much time playing this thing, and now I have all this time, and so there was a period of time where I was a little lost,、um, and you know, I don't say I went off the rails a little bit, but you know, partied a little bit, kind of figuring out myself as people do growing up, being a teenager to then early twenties, that kind of thing, and. It wasn't until I think I had、uh, graduated, spent a little bit more time in the U.S., and then went back to Japan before deciding to live in Switzerland again,、uh, in Geneva, where I came across、um, CrossFit. And so, some of you might be familiar with CrossFit. There's a few CrossFit gyms here, and. I'll go into probably CrossFit another day, where you know I'm still quite interested in.、It. I do do it myself. It's not my main focus anymore, but through CrossFit, whilst living in Geneva and starting my professional career, so before even、uh, becoming a fitness trainer, I was working in the corporate world. I had a number of、uh, jobs working for different agencies,、uh, mostly in the creative side, so branding, packaging, design, digital. Uh, you name it, and、um, you know that leads me to another chapter in London, which where I was living before Kosovo. So, but back to CrossFit,、uh, it was through a friend that introduced me.、Uh, she was a coach,、um, and she thought that it could be something worth trying. And before even doing CrossFit, I used to go to the gym. But I think I can relate to a lot of people when you go to the gym. And sometimes you don't really have a great idea of what it's about. You know, you kind of go in, maybe feeling a little intimidated because、uh, everyone f- probably is bigger than you or whatnot.、Um, but also, like, just kind of, all right, what do I do when I go to the gym? So there was a period of a couple of years, I think, where you know, I I think I did a bit of cardio on the machine because I thought that's what you should do in the beginning, and then kind of lifting.
very inconsistently. And I think some of the lifts, it was like bench press because, well, as a guy, I guess you got a bench. That was kind of the, uh, the approach. Um, you know, not warming up, kind of, you know, and then maybe a few leg exercises f- reminiscing my days of being a, 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 an amateur footballer, let's say. So came across CrossFit because I was riding the bus, I think it was to work in Geneva, and there happened to be a, a CrossFit Geneva, the first CrossFit gym in, uh, in Geneva. So I was like, all right, screw it, let's, let's do this. And I signed up for the trial or the, um, yeah, the initial kind of weekend sessions to go through the basics. And I remember the, one of the coaches there, his name was, um, John Mann. And, uh, he was probably one of the manliest men, (laughs) men that I've come across, uh, in my life. Um, and, Clearly, it was, it was, I think, immediately like, okay, this person is probably from a military background, like huge, just jacked, absolutely like a beast. Um, and then like he was going through the motion and then, you know, teaching me the different movements a little bit. And, you know, I, I, I was humbled on the first day. I thought like, you know, I play a bit of football. I go to the gym a little bit. Like, you know, how hard can this be? And I got put to my place. I was like oh my god this is man i i am completely out of shape um and then that started my uh journey into crossfit where quickly i got hooked on it um because a lot of the crossfit classes um in terms of a structure you you know you go through a warm-up you might go through a strength portion or learn a new skill whether it's gymnastics whatever so it's very mixed in terms of the approach where you're exposed to weightlifting conditioning as well as uh gymnastics and it, you know every day is varied it's it, it was something new so um i felt like oh, it was quite inspiring um and kind of also the social aspect. I think that's what CrossFit really uh, does well is, you know, within an hour, you know, they you get put through a tough workout and you're doing it with, let's say, maybe 10 other people. Um, and you start to form a bond with uh, some of these people. And CrossFit Geneva, like, has a special place in me because... Some of the closest people or closest friends that I have today are from from that gym, and one of them in particular um, is well is from Pristina. So that's already a hint of how I ended up in this town. But just side note, going back to uh, um, Mr. Man, um, I later find out I think um, on Facebook or someone showed me his. Um, I, I, this is a bit of a tangent, obviously, because I, I find it funny. Like, okay, this guy has a military background, and someone showed me on Facebook, like, his profile picture, where he is jumping out of, like, a helicopter into the ocean with all this, like, a, like a big machine gun and everything. And it turns out, I think, <laughs> the guy is, like, specialized in Arctic warfare. So, um, yeah, the suspicion of, like, this guy's a beast was absolutely, like corrected um so anyways now going to uh back to i guess the people i met in uh, crossfit pristina like there at the same time 
um, I started also my let's say journey into coaching. So I did my level one certificate, which is the first um, let's say chapter of becoming a CrossFit coach. It also allows you to open up a gym,、um, and we can talk about that on another episode. But、um, so yeah, it was I think being for the most part naturally as a sociable person, or you know I guess more extrovert than introvert. Um, it was something that I started, you know, wanting to do, and also I found that through the coaching aspect, it held me a little bit more accountable of doing the movements correctly and also understanding them from a different perspective. But I was working a day job or you know a corporate job, so in the beginning it was、um, let's say a bit of an uphill battle because after work. You know, I just wanted to train, you know, blow off some steam, and then that was it. So, kind of, just because I had a level one certificate to be able to coach CrossFit doesn't translate into being a coach.、Um, that was something that I quickly realized. Where, you know, you have to put in the hours. Teaching is an art. So, as much of a pain of the ass I was, and probably still am, like to different teachers,、um, you know, growing up. You know, I wasn't the worst student, but I think、um, I just have a really newfound、uh, respect for anyone in the, you know, who is a teacher, professor.、Um, yeah, like that's 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 an important job. So, not to kind of toot my own horn and kind of put me on a pedestal. Like I am still, you know, coming to terms of like my own kind of coaching career, how I want to be. Uh, what kind of coach I want to be?、Um, slowly but surely, I, I do feel like it is starting to kind of find its place. But that's a, that's an ongoing, ongoing, let's say, adventure that I'm、uh, um, embarking on. Now,、uh, I mentioned that there was a,、um, a, a really close friend from Pristina, so shout out Trimi.、Um, he's、uh, he's one one of the.、Um, One of the close friends that I、uh, came across, CrossFit Geneva. We were part of this、uh, 6:30 a.m. class, so I think different time slots. You start to meet the same people, and then you know you start chatting, talking,、uh, shooting the shit, kind of joking around, that kind of thing. So、um, yeah, we quickly re- also realized that we worked in the same building in Geneva all this time. So naturally, we 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 you know we have a lot of common interests.、Um, we're both motivated, pushing ourselves through these workouts, but also like to have a good laugh. And、um, I, I'm a big fan of traveling. Oh well, who isn't, right? I think most people enjoy traveling. I had this、uh, curiosity of like what the Balkans is about. And so I started traveling a little bit into the Balkans, and I think came to a point where finding out Trimi's from Pristina,、um, I was kind of pushing him to like, hey, let's organize a trip, a weekend to, to Pristina. So my first time coming to Pristina was 2015, eight years ago. It's around this time actually, and、um, yeah, f- had an absolute blast.、Um, Met a few people that I、um, am friends with now from that time, and there. Since then, I've been probably coming to this town, yeah, like eight years in a row almost,、um, for different reasons. 
but um, yeah, it left a, a lasting impression clearly on me. And I quickly found out that, you know, it's a place where the quality of life is, is pretty good. And again, you know, it's not perfect. Uh, then again, where is, where is a perfect place, right? So I think you just have to make the most out of what you have. And I think that's kind of the approach I'm trying to take. But um, it's, it, yeah, I felt like there was something very kind of startup-like, um, a lot more upside than I think uh, uh, people give it credit for. So taking a step back before I moved here, um, Geneva, I decided to leave because I was still very much um, focusing on my corporate career uh, as, uh, let's say, a salesperson, business development uh, for uh, creative agencies. So I decided to move because Geneva, as much as I love Geneva, it isn't exactly the mecca for, let's say, design or creative agencies. There's a lot of good work that comes out of there, but probably safe to say that it's between London and New York when it comes to agencies in terms of the mecca. So London, being Swiss, I I'm, was able to move without any restrictions. So very fortunate about that. And I decided to uh, make that, that change, leaving uh, across to Geneva, leaving the, the life I, I had in Geneva. So starting a new chapter. And that's where I really realized also that fitness, health, um, you know, sports was such an integral part of my life. Because when, you know, finding a job, obviously, when looking for a place to live, what was actually the criteria is like, okay, where is a CrossFit gym? And so I decided where to live or pretty much where to work based on what was available. And so I found a place uh, in Bethnal Green. So it's East London, Hackney, Shoreditch. Maybe those uh, names ring a bell to some of you guys. And yeah, basically decided where to live to be close to a gym. So I'll it was, I knew that I could already start to build a foundation. I got a gym. I could maybe build a social circle from that gym. And yeah, that's how my initial years at, um, in London started. Now, London, I spent almost, let's say six, seven years and, um, mostly in East London, but I did experience because being a city of, let's say, 10 million people, right, there's a lot more um, choice, you know, whether it's food, gyms, work, certainly. And I bounced around a little bit from different CrossFit gyms and got to experience also different uh, approaches. So depending on that coach's background, then you're, you know, you're exposed to that person's philosophy approach, you know, different disciplines. Some CrossFit gyms don't just do CrossFit. They offer, you know, calisthenics. They offer even parkour, weightlifting, gymnastics, conditioning. Like it's almost, you know, you, you don't have to just stick to one discipline. So that's something that really was an eye opener. And also just, again, being exposed to different coaches, how they approach it, right? And you also realize that it's a, it's a world that's so fast moving, evolving. I mean, all you have to do is go on 
you know TikTok or Instagram and you see someone doing some crazy shit, right? Whether it's good or bad, again, that's you know the jury's out. But also, you know, kind of, you're. I started to get exposed to different programming approaches, uh, different strength approaches, you know, nutrition. Like, there's a million different diets, these kind of things, and then also like different brands that make different clothing or whatever, right? Um, and I end up around, uh, or end up, and here I'm also kind of toying around with the idea of coaching, kind of doing it sporadically, uh, you know, helping out at the gym, whatnot. And also, you know, trying to see like, okay, can I, you know, do some competitions, these kind of things quickly found out there are levels to this. Um, you know, just, you think you're kind of doing well and then, here comes along as someone else that's like an absolute giant, right? Female, male, it doesn't matter. Like strong people are strong. <laughs> but I, uh, I come across um, a gym called Movement Labs. It was formerly known as uh, CrossFit Allgate. So shout out to Movement Labs. That's where I really like, I feel that I cemented my kind of... Um, coaching career if you can call that as well as approach um you know I'm, I'm eternally thankful to the team there so adam travis uh shout out to those guys and and the rest of the team even the members like i i really hold them dearly um it was a place where i guess they were very open to accepting kind of coaches from different backgrounds but also the it wasn't a place where you could just walk in and like hey i'm a coach i have my uh, certifications when can i start kind of thing there was a formal process where you had to learn the ropes as they say like learn how to coach for that gym it was probably it was it was far harder than the actual crossfit certification like i was taught how to teach how to coach crossfit there um i remember i I failed the first uh time the test that i had to pass to become a full-time coach there and the test consisted of you know being to coach three to four classes i think um and adam and travis uh, you know the head coach and, and owner um they had their uh let's say um criteria you know i I remember they're holding up a board you know and there's a a three-page paper going through you know like interaction like coaching cues to time management to how was the atmosphere like everything that you think uh would uh be needed um in a in a class right so and i think you were only allowed three mistakes and so you had to really be on top of your game so failed it, went back to kind of, you know, shadowing the different coaches, um, kind of just studying, uh, you know, the points of performance of the different movements, like how to do them correctly, you know, how to cue people, coach them, all this kind of stuff. And then I, I passed on the second attempt. And then I started coaching at a much more regular manner. Um, and still, I was working a, a corporate job. And so it was like either after work, even before work, uh, weekends, you know, whenever I could spare a few hours and help out the, uh, the gym. And here 
it was slowly but surely coming to a point where I was at a crossroads where I think maybe some of you, you know, maybe if you're not happy with your current job, um, but you also have a side hustle, it's kind of like you're in this like one step in, one step out. And I knew that deep down with the corporate job, I wasn't happy. And so I think it gets to a point where eventually, you know, how much can you tolerate being kind of stuck versus being scared of making that leap and changing directions? Um, And it got to a point where I think I was coaching enough hours that I realized that I could probably survive. I could more than survive in London. Um, and so I decided, screw it, we're doing this. Um, and I left the, the corporate job to be able to coach and then also start to personal train as well, which that was also, uh, quite the interesting learning curve because it is very different, like one-on-one versus coaching a class of a certain discipline. Again, it's different. Um, so yeah, that was sort of really where, okay, we are going to go all in on this and I haven't looked back since. Um, I think it's a decision that I'm very happy with. Of course it didn't, it, you know, every day is a challenge and it didn't come without a struggle where, you know, you have to have uh, uh, certain adjustments, certainly like had to be more frugal and uh, um, cautious of, of money a little bit more where, you know, London's, working up to a certain let's say position at a at a global agency you realize also you're addicted to a paycheck and a certain let's say standard of life and so you know there was maybe an adjustment of like okay what do i really value and whatnot so but yeah i'm i'm super happy in terms of like what what i've uh, uh decided to do and i think also couple years well not too long afterwards while well, we all went through the pandemic and that's where it really hit home in terms of like time doesn't stop for anyone unfortunately it's like one of the most expensive commodities right and you know it kept I kept asking myself like there was a couple questions of like what do I want to do with my time and who do I want to do it Uh, Like, who do I want to spend it with? Uh, Where do I want to do this? Um, You know, these kind of almost existential questions, I guess. And yeah, that's where it was like, okay, yeah, this is really what I, I want to do. I don't want to spend any more time doing something that I don't like. Now, of course, there's going to be days that aren't rosy, um, but it was sort of yeah I just it was I think I reassured myself in terms of like you know this is this is what I want to be doing and so that's part of that why why do I do this Um, and another aspect of that is that I feel that like through the coaching that I do what I do on a daily basis is something that keeps me honest um, keeps me yeah accountable um it's i think when i was working the corporate job it wasn't that i wasn't 
honest, but I think there was a part of me where it's like, this isn't really what I want to be doing. And I think that was eating away at me, sure, you know, slowly but surely. So,、um, yeah, that's sort of the, the kind of, I guess, drive and passion that I, I you know, still hold to this day、uh, when it comes to the coaching and, like, sort of, yeah, the whys, right? Those, those, that question. Now, Kosovo. So I moved here last year. So it's been over a year that I've been、um, living in Pristina. Why have I come here? And that's probably the, I mean, that's, yeah, the probably most frequently asked question with people that I, I meet and interact with. As I mentioned earlier, I find the quality of life pretty good here. For the most part, I think we can live comfortably on you know, a fairly reasonable budget, right? Now, I know that's all relative to everyone, but compared to London, for sure. And I felt that living in a large city like London, I was paying sort of almost a passion tax to be able to do what I want to do. So, There was, as much as I enjoyed being with Movement Labs and you know, personal training there as well, I felt like I was still part of this system where chasing, like, oh, okay, to make rent and all these bills and all this, like, how many clients do I need to, how many hours? And, and it, there was a part where also I felt like I could get comfortable with that. And time would just, again, just keep going on. But I still wanted to keep growing because there's just so much to learn.、Um, and I think it, you know, it feeds into this slight imposter syndrome that I have where who am I to be able to, to coach someone? But gradually, more and more, as I, I gain experience and help people and you know, help them become stronger, like, I do feel like I'm gaining that confidence as well. But, anyways,、um, you know, Pristina offers me, th- I think, the time to almost buy back time. And I, you know, over the, the last few months in building up my own business、uh, in terms of like my, my clientele as well, and starting to、uh, kind of、uh, work with clients long term in a regular manner,、um, it's. It's an environment where I feel like I can still grow、um, in many, many ways. You know, learning,、um, you know, the local audience, the local population, you know, what fitness, gyms,、uh, health is, is, is about here, right?、Um, and then also to be able to kind of continue my own learning. Um, to expand those, those horizons, not to sound too cheesy, but to, yeah, like I don't have all the answers. I never will, but I want to be able to,、um, well, train and, and become stronger myself and prepare for those, let's say,、uh, years where you know, much older. And then also to be able to ultimately help、uh, people. And every client that I work with is a different puzzle that I, I, I need to solve. Um, and especially do no harm. Like people come to me because there's a problem. And 
you know, I'm trying to help them as much as possible and I cannot make them worse. So that's something that, um, you know, keeps me on my toes. It keeps me humble. And, but at the same time, yeah, it's, it's this environment where I feel like, um, with, yeah, the drive, hard, hard work, the effort and keeping an open mind, I can still continue to grow. So that's a bit of a long winded answer of why I'm here in Pristina uh, in Kosovo. Um, and now I've been presented with this opportunity to have a platform through this podcast, which I'm super grateful for. And through this podcast, what I'm looking to do or what's going to happen, let's say is I want to be able to, and this is a bit selfish, but I want to be able to, um, be inspired, maybe even inspire speak some truth there might also be some untruth so we're gonna get fact checked maybe um but also connect with like-minded people and foster an environment where you know we can strive to be a little bit better each day make ourselves stronger and so i intend to have a number of guests talk about all things fitness um and health lifestyle and ultimately have a good time so thank you for listening to the uh, first episode of Never the Right Time an introduction about myself and yeah please keep on listening to Urban FM 103.5 FM 105.5 as well thank you <laughs>